0: Good evening and welcome to the Stephen I Show. Hope you're having a wonderful Monday and uh, hopefully it'll be better for you now. Tonight we welcome a very talented 22-year-old. He's a visionary entrepreneur and author of a new book called Desperate for Change, Maury Smith. Uh, He's someone, his parents were 19 and uh, 16 when they conceived him. Um, but his family, you know, they wrapped their arms around him, made sure that he uh, with success, and he is he is success. You definitely want to hear his story. Then the hot topics. We're talking about everything that's going on. They had part three of the Real Housewives of Atlanta uh, uh, reunion last night. We'll talk about that. Then you know Kanye West he's been doing these church services, uh, and he had five fifty thousand people um, there last at his last service. All that and a lot in hot topics. I want to remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, Instagram, and of course our official website, the com. You can also go on iHeartRadio, uh, Apple Podcasts. Just go to stevenknightshow.com. When we come back, Hot Topics, right back after this.
1: And now somebody's on your side of the bed or And I didn't wanna have to take it there, but you played too much. So I guess it's in the game. E-A. And what am I supposed to say? I know you did me dirty, but we can make it work. I know you didn't mean to hurt me. I know we got our problems, and need to took away your worries. Let's just sit and talk about it over
2: Nicky's this one
1: thing's my hot damn certain. Plays a rap, you can go on close them curtains, and this is a mess, starting with yourself first. I am dropping bad habits, starting with the very worst. Now it's on to the next one. African American, Puerto Rican, Swedish, French lover or a German. I'm really determined, all kinds of moves every since we've been done. I've had so I much have to, to let do. You Shut
3: Listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Welcome
4: back to the Stephen Knight Show,
3: Miss Parker. How's it going? Happy Monday, everyone. How are you
0: guys doing? Can't complain at all. Can't complain.
3: Hey.
0: Yeah, Chica is here. chicken Hey, Chica. hey. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> How was the weekend, Miss Parker?
3: It was good. It was good, and it was cool. The first um, part of the weekend. Yeah. Saturday so Um, I went out yesterday, to celebrated. Easter with some friends, brunch.
0: Oh, yeah, that's all that. yeah. So that was nice. That's
5: good, that's good. Chica, how was your weekend? Weekend was awesome. Kicked it off with um, a model exhibit at one of the museums in Philadelphia and um, ended it with nice Easter celebration, and I felt cleansed in the blood. Amen. Know. Came out the weekend anew.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what's up. This was a yeah. I um had a good weekend. I actually went to an event on Saturday. Um, it was like a art kind of art gallery kind of thing, and really nice. There was a um organization there called Annie's House, and they help with homeless. Um, you know, helping with the homeless community. And I got to talk to the woman that was there representing them. So really nice event. Um, and then yesterday I watched TD Jakes, and then I chilled. I enjoyed anything yesterday after that. <laughs> um, and today was just my. Uh, Recovery day. I slept. I cleaned. I went grocery shopping. I went to the gym. You know, just did all that. So, but it was a good weekend. Good weekend. Happy belated Easter to everybody listening, by the way. Too. All right. So. About about today being a chill day, we're off
3: today. We're off on Friday. Got busy. Yeah. uh Decided to take Monday. Or a change the Monday instead,
0: so we had a day off today, which was great. Right? Yeah. yeah. Because I and get things done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, our question of the day is: What was your favorite subject in school, Miss Parker?
3: I know I said recess and um, PE. Oh yeah, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I really get, get enjoy recess and PE. i have
0: always been a person who enjoy
7: having
3: fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, but obviously a serious subject. I really always loved history. Mm, me um, too. Uh, you know, the history that we learned wasn't of our own right? Um, but I think it encouraged me to find out more about things that were important to me research, I think that's where my I've always been a curious person I was wondering mm-hmm. about how people lived and yeah. how I'm such a documentary junkie so I'm always curious about how people live and why and all of those things and, and, and what makes people who they are and so um, I've always been into history so I think history was, was the class that I enjoyed
5: yeah, yeah. What about you, Chike? Uh, I have to say, music theory and history. Nice, definitely
0: nice. Mine was always math until I got to like middle school. Then I hated math, but I did love history too because I've always been a history buff. And I remember like when we were coming up, um, my parents like when we had Sunday dinners, they was because they went to college together, that's where they met, and they would talk about back in the day, whatever. And I used to wish so much I could live back then. You know, and just experience those things they had. But then I thought about no technology. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I, I remember my mom, she used to always push me to take an auto mechanics class. And I didn't want to take an auto mechanics class. I would see those people, uh, oil get, when they're changing oil, the oil would fall on them and all that. So I didn't try and do all that. So every time... Until <laughs> she passed, every time there was something wrong with my car, I told you she was taking that auto mechanics class. <laughs> that was always her
4: thing.
0: <laughs> but yeah. She
7: said
0: she wouldn't have to worry about right. it. Right. I told you. She said, I told you to take that. I mean, but I tell you, she would tell me that for years. <laughs> that was her thing. But. yeah, her saying Well, Tweet us at uh, Stephen I. Show SHO and let us know uh, what's your fa- what was your favorite subject in school. All right, so uh, hot topic. So you, Kanye West, I don't know if you know, he's been putting on these chur- church services um, for the last few weeks or so. Well, apparently Coachella picked up part of that as their Sunday event yesterday. Um, and they said over 50,000 people came to his church service. Started at 9 o'clock in the morning. So can you imagine being up all night, getting lit, and then going to church for Kanye West's church? But uh, the Kardashians were there, Chance the Rapper, Danny Glover, Lizzo, Kid Cudi, DMX, and more. Also, um, he performed gospel songs. Um, you know, Jesus walks, and he also debuted a new song called Water, um, and played classics. Now, the um, Coachella holds about a hundred thousand people. So the fact that half of the people who you know came to this event, there was a huge success for Coachella and for Kanye. And they said that. There was nothing but rave reviews, very positive experience for people who went. But there was some controversy because the Clark sisters, apparently they played some of the Clark sisters' music. And they came out and said he did not get, uh, you know, he didn't get permission to play or clearance to play their songs. But that was the only really controversy. There was also, um, he was seen, Kanye was seen hugging Marcus Hyde who was his family's uh, former photographer who nearly lost his life in a uh, horrible accident last year as well as his mom. Um, But yeah, it was a good event. Uh What are your thoughts on Coachella? Let me ask you another question because there were um, some housewives, I think, of Beverly Hills and they're like in their 50s and they went to Coachella last weekend and people said they were too old to be there. What are your thoughts on that, Miss Oh, yeah. Well, when
3: I turn 50 and I will be it a Coachella, I'm going. Right. So, um, <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. It's never too old to have a good time. Yep. So, you know, I'm not a religious person, and I have my opinions about Kanye. Right. Um, as of lately, you know, I, I wasn't a huge fan of his first album. I think. He, yeah. I think he is a very smart person, but I think he's crazy. Ill. So I think he's challenged. He's he's challenged his um, mental health with things that he loves, and I I really like seeing that. Um, I think this Sunday uh Sunday service thing has been emotionally and mentally healthy for here.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: Um so however people can find peace I'm for it. I'm not religious, but however ab- whatever healthy avenue someone can challenge the energy into and find peace and be in you know and be in the right state of mind and, 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 and able to deal with their trauma, whatever avenue that's healthy for them, I'm I'm definitely for it. Yeah. Um my cousin is a musician in LA, and she went to his Sunday thing last weekend. Okay, yeah. Um, she does. She does background for a lot of the, the major artists, and she went last weekend. She's she's not a religious person, but she said it was very powerful.
7: Mm-hmm. So
3: I, I you know I think that I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think anything that's positive and bringing um, people joy, I'm I'm down for. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm I'm always I'm always a bit uh, a bit critical of the religious environment because, for example, the Clark sisters. This should be in no form of fashion um, speaking badly about what he's doing, even if he's using their music, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think it's not coming from a place of he's using our music. It's coming from a place of he's using our music and he's not really religious. It's not being used in the most religious way. It's the article that I read. Okay. Um, I just think that religious people are, they, they, they do completely opposite of what their teaching says, right? And it's a, it's a mean, it's a saying, it's a quote that says, I love your God, but I don't love your your uh, religion or something like that. I don't love your people. Whoever's practicing it, mm-hmm. um, it's, not that, it's not that people don't want to have a belief in a higher power. When you see people like the Marxist who are, who are very religious, to me that's just mean spirit, is, right? Because I'm like, if I was a religious person and I had some religious uh, uh, artwork or articles or... Uh, music, anything that was inspiring and somebody who I knew had been suffering and was somehow at some point in a lot of pain but was using my information as a way of uplifting himself and others, I would be celebrating that. Yeah. You know, that's, to me, that's a godly thing to do. Like, I just, you know, I struggle with that. I think there's a lot of miscommunication and in between how what what is said to be and, and being more like God and people who are supposed to be practicing that and how they truly do act. Um, I just found. I read the article. and I found it very disturbing because this man has been through a lot of emotional stuff in front of us. Mental mm-hmm. breakdown. Yeah. If he's doing something positive with your music, reach out to him behind the scenes and say, "Hey, I love what you're doing, but I would prefer you to ask permission to use that." But that's not something that you blast. You know what I mean? It's, I agree with that. Just not, it's just not of. It's just not of the higher will as, as they want us to see them or view them as. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's disappointing to me. Very much so.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that.
5: Chica, what are your thoughts? Uh I'm a little confused. What are we talking about? Are we talking about the older people going to Coachella or f- everything?
0: Yeah, it. that's the first part. Do you think that there's an age limit? There should be an age limit to Coachella or, or events like
5: that? So, like you, um thinking about history and you wanted to go back in time and be a part of something else, I wanted to be a part of Woodstock because I mm. thought that Woodstock was yeah. During, especially during that time, the it's civil rights movement. Yep. Yeah, it was groundbreaking, and everyone just put their differences aside to go out there and just appreciate art and appreciate the music, and just be with themselves. And it was like they were they were camped out. They were just there. Yeah. They were just out there. Yep. And. Coachella is somewhat like that, but not like that. I mean, of course, you know, they're making a profit off of Coachella, Mm -hmm. and Coachella has uh, made the reputation of being about um, being under the influence as well. So there are a lot of people that are using and partaking of drugs out there as well. I would argue that it's about a vibe, and if it's about a vibe and it's about a feeling, how can you put an age on that?
7: Mhm if they yeah. went out
5: there is yeah. eighty and they're feeling the music and they're feeling the vibe exactly why discriminate against that?
8: yep,
5: yep, and there's something about these millennials man they they age discriminate a lot, that's mm. not cool, y'all, not right. cool at all,
0: right, right. What are your thoughts on the uh, West and the Clark sisters
5: uh <sighs> Uh, I'm a, in agreement with Ms. Parker. Yeah. It should have been, you know, a separate situation. But now that the cat is out of the bag, maybe he should invite them and they should be out there with him.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it was interesting because I saw a um, documentary, I think it was either on BT or TV One. I saw it on YouTube and they were interviewing Jay Holiday. It was like featuring him, his story, Rising, you know, whatever. And so um, Kanye West had a fashion show. And in the fashion show, they played one of Jay Holiday's songs. It might have been "Bed," but it was someone else singing it. And a lot of people thought that you know thought it was wrong that they didn't use his original version. They used someone else singing it. And so I see him having an event where he is uplifting people, and he's using the original artist. You know what I mean? I, I think, mm-hmm. as Miss Parker said, I think it should have been a, a private conversation behind the scenes, not something that they publicly uh, you know express because. It was something that he was doing
5: for a greater good. It wasn't about him being it for himself. So, well, I, let, let me play devil's advocate for just one hot second. Okay. So with the music industry changing the way that it is, mm-hmm. it's a little harder for artists to make their money off of their material. Especially gospel and I artists. Un- yes, and I understand the squeeze. I understand being very um, autocratic when it comes to, you know, how you get paid, you know, with, from your art. And I understand, like, pinching down and and wanting to have that notoriety for the art being used Mm -hmm. because of the way the industry is now. And I'm sure they're probably looking at Kanye because he is a man of influence and a man with means and he does have money. Why can't he pay to use it? I mean, he's he's a DJ who samples music. That's what he does. That's what he did before he rapped. Okay, why not pay for it? But, I mean, not put them on blast, but, I mean, I understand where they're coming from. No, I get it, too.
3: I get it, too, but within that same thought, there are people there, probably thousands of people who've never heard of the Clark Sisters. If you're in a black community in your religion, you probably know who they are. Right. No one knows who they are. So he just gave them exposure to people who they would have never had it to. I think it's a give and take. You know what I mean? Like, his audience would have never pulled up their music. So now that they, they're exposed to people that could possibly buy their stuff and just earn money from, so I just think that it could have been a, a, a competition that they still had, but hey, just pick up the phone. Yeah, yeah. Phone. yeah. yeah. Phone but I appreciate the exposure, but we, you know, we would like to work out something where we move don't it forward. Have to perform yeah, with you, or you know, you give us a royalty, whatever, whatever, However it's worked out. Yeah, um, but I just. You know, I just go on just blasting them about it, but the article didn't say it was just that. Though it talks about how they thought that his, you know, his show and how he was dressed was not of their music. Yeah, because
0: oh, he, wow. he was wearing his they clothes. To
3: yeah. as God or
5: Jesus. What happens to come as you are?
0: Exactly. Well, and, and you know, again, like I think it's, it's both issues are valid. Um, I was just listening to an interview with T D. Jakes, and he was saying how. Um, They were discussing how gospel artists, how they struggle financially because once they put out a song, churches all over the world pick it up. And so they don't have to, audience members don't have to buy the actual single because they can hear it at their own church. So it's hard for them to get their money. But also, again, if you're doing something for the greater good, if if the work you're doing is to promote God and promote positivity and that kind of thing, I think there still should have been a conversation, but I think it should have been behind the scenes. I don't think it should have been mm-hmm. like put on blast. I think that's what we're all trying to say, pretty much. But anyway, let's change something real quick. So last night was um, the ending of season 11 of Real Housewives of Atlanta. It was the third, um, part three of their reunion. And so the biggest uh, controversy everyone was talking about is between Nene and Cynthia. So I'll set the story up real quick. So, apparently, Cynthia was having a party. Um, we talked about this a few weeks ago on the show when it actually aired. But they, she had a do an event because she was, um, she's the face of a new flavor of Seagram's um, uh, alcohol. And so, she was having a launch party for it. And she initially invited Kenya. And she invited Nini. Now, Kenya and Nini don't get along, apparently. But Cynthia's standpoint is Kenya said, no, she couldn't come. She, you know, she's pregnant. She was not much pregnant. She couldn't come. And so Cynthia thought it was best not to even bring it up to Nini since she wasn't coming. I won't have to worry about dealing with that. Well, uh, Candy thought it was important for Kenya to come because since Kenny's no longer on the show, she's gotten married, she's pregnant, and she says that her fans would probably want to see her happy and all that. And so uh, Candy said that, Kenya said, I might come. And so Candy said as her and Tiber you know, approaching the event, Kenya calls and says, Hey, I'm here. Can you wait for me? So candy, they waited and they all came in together. And so, um, of course, Nini, when she saw Kenya, she felt some kind of way and, um, she felt some kind of way at Cynthia for not telling her that Kenya was coming. Cynthia's this whole thing was, I didn't know she was coming, but there was a, um, her mic was hot. Cynthia, when they were shooting and she was, um, her telling Mike, her, um, boyfriend, um, pretty much play dumb that Kenya's here. So it may seem like that she didn't know she was coming, but she didn't. And so, um, and then there was also her hot mic. She was talking to Candy um, saying, hey, we're on the same page that I didn't know she was coming. And so Cynthia, you know, went on to, she tried to explain herself. She said, I know it looked shady. I think some of it was editing, but I did not know she was coming. And so, um, of course, Needy wasn't trying to hear nothing she was saying. And so Cynthia's big thing was after, I mean, even if this did happen the way it it showed on TV, we're going to fall out of our years of friendship. Over one thing, I've been a close friend of you. I've been supportive. I've been whatever. And apparently, um, Cynthia said there was a scene after that event where her and Nene hugged it out, and they've hung out several times since then. But since it aired on TV, now Nene has nothing for Cynthia. So um, they did a poll on Watch What Happens, and it was... I'm sorry. Um... It was 84% said that they were on Cynthia's side. 16% they were on Nene's side. Cynthia's saying this is childhood. This, I mean, it's childish. This is high school stuff. Who cares if I am invite who to what party? What are your thoughts, Ms. Parker? <laughs> Ms. Parker?
3: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to try to answer the question because I know it's part of our segment. And it's important yeah. that we cover entertainment stuff I'm really just bored right. with this because it's like it's women in their late 40s and
7: 50s mm-hmm.
3: um, and I think it's, I think the show can be a mindless a good mindless entertainment you know if you just want to just have something on and keep up with something right. but I think at some level it's toxic too mm-hmm. um, because imagine a young woman sitting at home and she's in her 20s watching this you know like that's not how you handle a friendship it, 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 I, I almost feel like they create drama to stay on the show, mm. and I'm, I'm pretty sure they probably do at some level. Um, but I just, I just think, I think it's ridiculous. And, 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 and so I recently read something on Facebook where Cynthia said that her relationship with with with, with uh, Nini has been a toxic friendship. Of yeah, she's finally realized that and she's gonna move on. And I think that's exactly what should happen. I think the example in this should be the takeaway should be if you have a friendship like Nini and, and Cynthia. At some point, the person who is receiving the abusive uh, ways or abusive uh, 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 behavior from the other person will somehow wake up one day and realize that friendship is not either a two-way friendship or, or it's not um, meant to be at this time. And that's tell my friends, is all the time, I have this conversation quite often because I do distance myself from certain friends at certain times. When they, I don't fit their life, they don't fit mine. Nothing, right. No hard feelings. Uh, we're in different spaces. Our energy is not clicking. And a lot of times, at some point in our lives, we end up clicking back. All my friendships have been over 10 years. But I haven't been friends with everyone for the whole 10 years straight because there's been points where I step back. my energy wasn't good for them yeah. or their energy wasn't good for me. And I, and I step back. And I'm very aware of that. And there's no hard feeling. There's no um, there's no judgment. I'm not hurt by it. I literally just you know, realize, okay, we're in different spaces. And I need to give this person space. And so, and it always does end up coming back together. So I think, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if that would be the case with them. But I think be, removing yourself from friendships that are toxic is just as important as removing yourself from relationships that are toxic.
7: Mm-hmm. So I
3: think she's, you know, I think Cynthia is doing the right thing by just moving on, regardless. Now, and at this point, I don't think she cares about about somehow, you know, uh, saving the friendship with me because she's always been the one that's been concerned about you know, keeping their friendship going, I'm glad that she's falling in a space where that's not as important to her her own mental health.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chike.
5: So, uh, if, if you are truly friends, there shouldn't be anything that you guys couldn't communicate your way through. And I believe in this particular situation, um... It's more about a narrative, something to talk about, a subject matter to harp on. You know, it's good for, for it's, you know, optics. It's good for the ratings. It's good for, you know, something on Twitter, something on Instagram. It's good for the fodder. You know, it's good, good, good TV. Um, other than that, in real life, I don't see mature people acting this way. Right. Um, if, you're, if, if someone invited someone that you don't get along with to their function in their house, Either you gear yourself up and you leave the premises and revisit it a little later, or you act mature while you're there and then say something to your friend, you know, in private. You know, I don't think that that was cool what you did. You know that we have an estranged relationship. I don't get along with this person. Why would you put me in the same space with? I don't think that that was cool. Yeah. Okay. The person said that they didn't know okay i have to take that at face value hopefully you're not lying to me and move on there's no need to get on social media and make a you know a big thing about it this is what makes it part of the narrative like now it's it's for ratings
0: yeah i think it's i think it's ridiculous i mean and, and again cynthia she even made the point she said i could see if i invited Kenya to my house at a small venue this was a 200 people. You know what I mean? It was, a, it was a launch party. You know what I mean? You could have been on that side of the room. <laughs> she could have been on that side. It wasn't that big of a deal. I've got a person. I can pretty much go anywhere. If there's somebody I don't really care for, I just, I don't see them. You know what I mean? I don't have to, it, it's it's petty. But I do some of for ratings. But I do think Cynthia is hurt by uh, this relationship. But I agree with Ms. Parker that she's doing the right thing. Because if, over the years, when they, you know, Nene and her have had this back and forth. And like Cynthia told Nene, her friends are disposable. She treats them like they're disposable. The minute she she ain't got nothing for them,
5: they're dead to her. And you know, it's crazy. I, I don't I don't know Miss Leaks at all. I don't know her, but what I've seen of her, on you know, just on these platforms, right, right. I think she's an emotional bully. I think she's an. emotional She is an bully. emotional bully,
0: and she's unhappy. She's extremely unhappy because even watching the reunions, um, she it's like she has no emotion. You know what I mean? Like uh, Portia was. You know, pretty much saying, because Nene said none of them are her friends, and Portia said, you know, that hurts, because you're trying to tell me everything that we've shared, it means nothing. And Nene just looked at her like, whatever. You know what I mean? And and I don't know. But yeah, people like that, I never thought she was a happy person, but yeah, it's it's crazy. Even, uh, they had a guest on there, um, she's a super fan, she's also a feminist, but she's a super fan of the Real High Wise franchise, and she said, Nene just seemed so heartless like she's really going through something right now, so, God bless her. Alright, check this out, so, remember, um, Robin Crawford, Robin Crawford it, was the best friend of Whitney Houston, um, they met when, uh, they were teenagers, Robin was 19, Whitney was 17. And um, some have accused him of having a um, romantic affair throughout the years, even when she was with Bobby. Um, Whitney denied it. Robin has never spoken out publicly about their relationship. Um, you know, Whitney died in 2012. But um, Bobby has said that he thought they were a romantic relationship. Um, and other members of the family have, had said stuff as well. Well, Robin is now coming out with her tell-all book. It's a memoir called A Song for You. And it says that um since Whitney's death in 2012, the trusted and loyal friend Robin Crawford has stayed out of the limelight and held the great joys, wild adventures, and hard truths of her life with Whitney Houston close to her heart. In a song for you, Robin breaks her silence to share the moving and often complicated story of her life and friendship and relationship with Whitney. Um, with warmth and candor and an expressive recall of detail, Robin gives readers insight into Whitney's life and, and career. She traces the years from when she and Whitney first met as, t- as teenagers excuse me, in 1980 to the recording of Whitney's first album, the infinite uh, success that followed, um, from countless sold-out world tours to her epic rendition of the National Anthem uh, and, and Onset of the Bodyguard, her tumultuous marriage, and the birth of her only um, child. Robin was there, and so she's going to tell her story to set the record straight on all the rumors that have been said um, over the years. The book's supposed to come out November of this year. One, do you think that she should come out with this book, and um, what would you, something you'd be interested in finding out in, the, in you know, in the memoir, Miss Parker?
3: So you know, I've always held Robin in high regards as far as her friendship or relationship with Whitney. Yeah, I do think they had a romantic relationship because. Um, just from the documentaries, from her family, you can tell that they, because they were so-called religious, they hated that side of Whitney. And I actually think because she couldn't be herself, a lot of her trauma stems from that. That's just my personal opinion from seeing the documentaries and things that were done in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I think that Robin has suffered a lot of misleading information has been been said about her, and a lot of painful things have been said about her. I remember when I watched the last documentary that you recommended. What was it called? Oh, Whitney. And I said I was very sad.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was very sad.
3: I could not believe some of the things they said about her. Mm-hmm. I was like, they didn't think about cutting that out. Right. I just thought it was just so inappropriate and so rude and mean the stuff. They said, like, her, her brothers and mm-hmm. about Robin. I just thought to myself, well, they were editing that. But I, I know the documentary was meant to be very raw very, um, honest, and I supposed to be one of the, the most, I guess, accurate, um, this, this accurate, way, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, and so, um, I so I understood that part, but I was very, I felt like, wow, if that was me, I would be hurt, mm-hmm. all the things they're saying, I've heard those things before, but I think I've never heard it so bluntly said. Um, you know, I, I don't think, I think Robin is a person who's going to handle her story about Whitney with, very, with care. Yeah. I don't think she's the person who's going to be um, uh, releasing a book that's going to paint uh, Whitney anything but probably the love of her life or whatever. But mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a positive light in her eyes. Um, I don't think she's trying to slander Whitney's name. I don't think she's trying to do anything like that. I think she's trying to tell her story because... At some point, Stephen, you're not going to tell, yourself, somebody's gonna tell her you, i gonna you going to tell it for you. That's
7: true. Yeah,
9: that's
0: true. So
3: I think, you know, I think she needs to. I think, I think, I, I support that because I don't see her character now, so far from what she has displayed. I don't know her. Right. Can tell people's character from what they display. So far from what she has displayed, I don't see her being a person that's going to bring anything negative to Whitney. I think she's been very protective of the Whitney Houston and the Nippy that she knew and loved.
5: Mm-hmm. I agree with that, chica. Yeah, I agree with Miss Parker. I mean, there there was actually a point in time where Robin stepped out of the picture to allow Whitney to just be or 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 when she made the decision to marry Bobby and to be with Bobby, Robin stepped out of the way to allow for that to happen. Um I'm I'm curious. I would like to hear. Mm-hmm. I would like to, you know, understand a little bit better because I think the the with all of the facets of stories you get the truth, yeah. When it's all combined, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I think I actually I remember when Whitney first passed away. Robin did an open letter, just you know, speaking very highly of Whitney and how she never forget her. And that she said, "I've never spoken publicly about our um, relationship, and I never will." But since then, there been so much that's been said about her and Whitney, and I can only imagine, regardless of what their relationship was, if you knew someone that long and you were that close. You want the truth to be out there, I would assume. Right, and so I can see right. why she wants to, um, to you know, to to tell her story. And like you said, Miss Parker, some they did say some nasty things about her. You can tell her brother, especially Gary, can't stand Robin. And it's crazy because they all grew up together, like you know, through this career. They and their videos of them laughing and joking together. And but yeah, yeah, but yeah, she did leave because. Um, Uh, Whitney gave her ultimatum, no she gave Whitney an ultimatum Um, this was like in 2003 2002-3 she gave her ultimatum either um, Bobby or me and she picked Bobby anyway um, again it comes out in November uh, of this year All right, let's take a quick break we have a couple more hot topics right back after this
4: So I see a loaf, greedy, couple plates we gon' eat the most. Point game. If we trail at least we keep it close. Take yeah. yeah. a toast, sipping shit in moderation. Huh. It was written in the proclamation. My obligation to the fish the will. Give food for thought till they cherish the meal, swerve it in pill. Chicks, yeah. notice the squad. I ain't talking foreign exchange when I study abroad. No the saw, it. Got us lunching up an olive garden. Talk about portfolios and profit yeah. margins, yeah. We done finally reached the pinnacle, yeah. Without compromising the principles, life good overseas, different interviews. Back then, used to do it for the minimum. We don't finally reach um, the pinnacle. Yeah. Without compromising okay. the principles, yeah. life good overseas, different Listen. interviews. Back then, used to do it I'm for the, the pinnacle. Deep slumber, sleep till we see numbers. Yeah. In the vision, seen it like Steve Wonder. I'ma hit a monetary apex. Lifestyle's much more than having safe sex. Yeah. Strategic talk, to dudes who don't pay chess. That's starving, only getting a taste test. Put the sorus finish wines and board Learn the game from ballers that stay scoreless. Yeah. Rap we paint portraits, yeah. spitting riddles like we socially awkward. Pyrex jaws to the corporate office. Catapulted movements was flawless. <laughs> we about to take a sabbatical, yeah, got the brand, the crown's just collateral, yeah, we patrolling different avenues, life's a bitch, used to want to marry you, look, it's kind of hard to think practical, practical, figure simple to new, rational, lack like of aptitude, now we down the Georgia Shore, authoritative, if you spill within this word love. Oh. code of language, Shit. you never heard before, verbal onslaught. like, what do you want to hurt me for, yeah. dig? I'm a lyrical enthusiast. Mumble rap, me, these dicks with a crucifix. Yeah. We used to listen with exuberance, yeah. Thinking bars coming from her, like a lack of tootlist. Sewing so jabs like a pugilist. Not the best, I suggest you go review your list. Yeah. Uh-huh. We done finally reached the pinnacle, uh-huh. yeah. Without compromising the principles. Mm-hmm. Life doing overseas, different interviews. Back then, you to do it for the pinnacle. We, we done finally uh-huh. reached the pinnacle, uh-huh. yeah without compromising the principles uh, like good overseas different interviews. Yeah. back then used to do it for the family here before yeah. finally here so carefully finally here yeah. uh, oh, yeah. i'm willing uh, to spend i came back to me shit uh huh but finally here oh wow. feeling is finally here <laughs> uh-huh. oh oh yeah
10: Hello beautiful people, it's your girl Monisa and you're listening to The Stephen Knight Show.
0: Welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. I want to remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google Instagram, and of course our official website, com. You can buy your t-shirts, or learn more about our team, um, and uh, just find out things that we're doing. Alright, so some positive news. Like that, T.I. and Scrap Daily On help raise money. They partnered with... Um, New Birth Missionary Baptist Church. And I have to say, uh, I can't think of his name, the pastor um, there now. Because you know it was Eddie Long. He passed away. They have a new pastor from Baltimore. His wife, his ex-wife is on uh, Housewives of Potomac. I'll get his name. But anyway, he's doing some major things in the community here in Atlanta. But um, anyway, so he partnered, their church partnered with T.I. and Scrap Daily On. And they... um, they pretty much first offenders, um, you know that uh, first time offenders, they bailed them out of jail over the weekend, and so um, it was initially it was a, it was a gesture that started forty thousand um, dollars local challenge um, within the new birth new birth co- congregation, but quickly grew into one hundred twenty thousand uh, regional movement. Now eventually, Ti and De Leon um, from Hip Hop's Love and Hip Hop, uh, they partnered with the local church helping them ex- exceed their goal. Reportedly, the bailout program will continue to assist the development of the re- and reform of the bene- beneficiaries, uh, which each schedule to attend a meeting every week. Um, some of the money raised also has been put aside to help the children go to college. Now, T.I., as we all know, he was jailed twice here in Atlanta, once a federal weapons charge and, and also was for uh, violent probation. Scrap De Leon was recently released out of jail after two years of alleged trafficking marijuana. Anyway, um, I hate that they had to add that part. But um, what are your thoughts on this, Ms. Parker? What well, part? <laughs> I'm sorry, but just the fact that they yeah, came that together. That they came together with the community and helped these uh, people get out of jail, first offenders. Um, you know, I think
3: there is a documentary about how a lot of, a lot of the issues with. Incarceration rate of black male in prison is because they can't afford very small amount of bail. Mm-hmm. So someone who was in poverty, for then five hundred is like five thousand, right? Yeah. Um, and so I do think that there's an issue there. So I think that non-violent offend- offenders being built out, I think, is a good thing. Giving these young men a chance to get out of prison because what prison does while you're sitting there waiting, it, 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 it damages you. So you coming out even if you were non if you a nonviolent man, you may come out for so damage. You be a, a violent offender. Your next crime.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: So I think there's a lot of issues there as far as prison reforms and how bills handled. So I think that's a great thing. Um, and I think, but I think they need to be mindful because there is a nonprofit organization, a separate organization that's been doing this for about five years now, and they do non nonviolent offenders and some depending on what kind of crime, violent offenders. And recently one of those people that they that they um, not the Jamar Brian, and, and TI but the other organization that's been doing it for a few years, they recently billed out a guy who ended up going and killed his and he killed his ex wife the moment he got out.
7: Um,
3: mm. uh, so I think that there is there should be some um, discretion. But I think overall it's a good thing because I know that there's some, there's a lot of reform that needs to be done as far as how bill is handled, who is giving bill, who's not giving bill. How much bill is you know is, is awarded to or, or penalized for certain crime and criminals? There is a disconnect and an injustice in how that's handled, and I know that there's a big thing with the with the reform community and the reform activists that they're trying to change. So I think that's a good that's a good thing within that space.
6: Yeah, yeah, chica.
5: Uh, I'm all for uh, saving our black men. Um, kudos to them for putting forth um, an effort in that, um, but I would like to see more on the reform part of it. I would like to see more education behind it. Let's look into why these first offenders offended in the first place, and and try to stop them from or, or stop people from offending in the first place, and more so they won't reoffend.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the pastor is Jamal Bryant again. Miss Parker said that. But um, he's a past- new pastor at um, New Birth Missionary Baptist Church. And he is doing amazing things. I remember when they had the uh, government shutdown, um, they paid the bills for the federal employees who uh, weren't working. Um, he's done a lot of things. They also have a prayer line I just found out about on Tuesdays at 730. I pr- called into it last week. Um, so he's doing a lot of great things here. But I think that anything that is contributing to... Um, the recidivism rate of first time offenders and, and uh, reform, I think it's important. And they they mentioned that they have the the weekly uh, meetings that the that the um, beneficiaries have to attend. But I hope it's a little even deeper than that, because, again, we want to keep this from continuing. So but uh, kudos to anyone that's trying to make a, you know, make a change in the community. Our uh, last story. So, your boy George Zimmerman, you know, he was the um, the murderer in many cases uh, that was acquitted for shooting Trayvon Martin um, on the grounds of self defense. Uh, but he said many run ins with the law since, including a t- 2015 arrest after he was accused of throwing a wine bottle at his girlfriend. Well, he was booted off of Tinder, the dating app Tinder, for creating a uh, fake profile. So according to ABC News, George Zimmerman can be added to another place where he's not welcome, and that's Tinder. Um, an email statement from Tinder cited user, user safe, safety as a re- reason why he, what he was removed um, from his profile, from the date nap platform, because he used a fake name. It said, at Tinder, we take our user safety very seriously, and our team has removed... This profile from our platform, we utilize network of industry-leading automated and manual moderation and reward tools, systems, and processes, and spend millions of dollars annually to prevent and uh, monitor and remove bad actors who have violated community guidelines in terms of use on their app. Now, Zimmerman was also uh, previously banned from Bumble, another dating app. What are your thoughts?
3: I mean, who would want to date him?
7: Right, right. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> you know
3: what I mean? Yeah. I mean, uh, like, but there are people out there who are just as crazy as he is. Uh huh. Um, because he sold, he actually auctioned his gun and sold that gun, the pistol that he did yeah. to uh-huh. Ron Martin with and got a lot of money for it. So there are yeah. sick people out there. But I do think that um, that Tinder and, and Bumble are being mindful um, because it actually at this point in time with his rap sheet, he is actually a danger. That's like having a, um, a a a person, you know, because they wouldn't have someone who's been in the public eye with a whole bunch of crimes. They were black on there, right? I mean, they wouldn't, yeah. Um, and so with his background and his and a lot of his and a lot of his um the reason he's been back and forth to jail. He's been violent, domestic issues.
1: Yeah. Uh huh.
3: Yeah, domestic issues. So, no, I think that's a good thing. I think that they're aware that you know this could be an issue for not just one woman but multiple women because that's what dating apps is for, right? You're dating multiple women, you're and you have access to. So I think it's smart on their end.
4: Do
0: you think that they should um with dating apps because you know there have been a, a rise and and uh you know, assault um in dating apps, do you think they should do background checks?
3: Um yeah, mm. I think they should.
0: Yeah, yeah. I well, think y-
3: they should. You know, that's why I'm always worried about the free app thing. But I think there will always be that, that, that form of dating now. Oh, like, yeah. What people are used to. Um, I think to ask, having access is what this generation, or, you know, right now, the, the time and days that we're in. So I don't think it's, it will ever be um, proof-free, you know, proof, of, yeah. proof that what is it. Proof red or proof, you know, whatever. Right. But I think that, um, I think that, I think that maybe the pay, the pay ones, because you know people are paying like, 40 yeah, bucks in, uh, yeah, a month. I think they should use a portion of that money to do a background check. Mm.
0: Okay.
5: Chicken, what are your thoughts? Um, uh, I think that users should beware. I don't think that. I I agree with Mr. Parker. The ones that you pay. They should do background checks with the money that you pay into. But the free ones, you should beware. You get what you pay for. You don't put anything into it, you might wind up with trash, like Zimmerman. Mm -hmm. Um, So, basically, he's just running around catfishing people.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yep.
5: Mm. Well, (sighs) I mean, I'm sure that if he said that who he was, he really was, he probably would get threats himself, and that's probably when he's trying to avoid, maybe he just shouldn't do it at all. Just be by yourself because that's what, what the design is. You did that to yourself. Pretty much.
0: And continue. And my thing, it's like, and not to compare him and OJ Simpson anyway, but the fact that you get in trouble, you get off and then you continue to do things. You know what I mean? It just shows what kind of person you really are to me. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, miss Parker, as always, I thank you for your um, contribution to hot topics. Hope you have a wonderful week. And Cheeky, I'll see your movie reviews.
7: Thank you too. Right. You,
0: Later. Parker.
6: All right, right back after this. Bye. Do I swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth? Let me take a minute. Let me take a minute. What is my reason for cheating? Let's start from beginning. Let me take a minute. It's clear I made the wrong move. It went down in the dim like the song do. I didn't mean it to happen. He just wanted that action Body stop moving, I'm folding Try to talk myself out of it, I'm going She got the rubbing, I start to bold you But in the probably losing all focus Hold damn it, you don't want to hear me I can tell the truth, but to you it's all theory you can stay here, I'ma leave it And I'ma take it back to the block, I do But the truth let me take a minute She was just feeling my vibe when I looked in her eye let me take a minute 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 I place the blame because I'm popping I'm rocking Hold up, Losing that option I really started on the bottom on the top, easy, shoddy. I don't really want you leaving Truth is, she was on the troll and I was feeling. And at your weakest moment, wasn't there for the healing Been a broken man, how am supposed to pick the pieces up. up Maybe you was right, I ain't really good enough Suitcase, I'm packing the truth let me take a minute let me take a minute she was just feeling my vibe when i looked in her eye let me take a minute Want the beginning?
1: Cakes and eggs
0: This is Stephen Knight's show. Maurice Deshaun Smith is a 22-year-old visionary, author, motivator, and entrepreneur born and raised in Maryland whose desire is to help people come into the fullness of who God created them to be. His book, Desperate for Change, is comprised of lessons learned while attending college and strategies to help students change bad habits into winning decisions. He hopes the lives of the young men are truly transformed to live purpose-filled life And in turn, uh, will lead others to do the same. Please tell me, welcome. Maurice Smith, welcome to the show.
8: Thank you so much, Mr. McKnight. Mr. Knight, I appreciate it. No, no problem at all. I
0: definitely appreciate it. I'm I'm fascinated by your story. So tell us about, you're 20 years old, but yet you have this passion to help uh, motivate and influence others. Tell us about how you got your start, kind of coming up, Mm -hmm. and to what drove that
8: passion for you. For sure, most definitely. So to, to give you a little background on myself, I was born in Annapolis, Maryland. Okay. I was raised in Cloughton, um, which is probably about 15 minutes, which is the from the capital of Annapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up in a household full of all women. My mom, she was 15 when I was in her stomach and 16 when she was born and my dad was 19. So I wasn't necessarily born into the typical situation, um, family lifestyle that, you know, people are usually brought into. Um, So right there, I was kind of, you know, set up, you know, with obstacles placed in my lives um, from, you know, being born into a situation, you know, um, and also not really having my father Every day, I did see my father on the weekends, and he has been in my life all my life. So I'm very blessed and thankful, you know, for him doing that. Um, But I grew up in a household, mostly of all women, um, would go on the weekends with my father. um, And I didn't really know that that wasn't, you know, normal. So I kind of, you know, just lived life, and I didn't really question it until I started getting older. And then I started, you know wondering why I had to leave and, you know, go back and forth, visit my mom, you know, visit my father, and then come back and go on the weekdays with my mom and my grandmother. Um, So, long story short, um, I ended up just, you know, continuing to grow, and I'm blessed to have the family that I have, um, and they raised me um, very well. They did a great job raising me. Uh, I did, you know, I was I had a little bit of trouble that I experienced, you know, as a kid growing up, just yeah. getting in the kid things, and you know. But um, I'm thankful for my my parents, both of them, and my um, the women in my family who helped to raise me, and also my grandfather, who actually had a, a big impact on me as a person, and also um, with my relationship with Jesus Christ. Most he definitely, was my grandfather he's a very spiritual and godly man. Um, but he brought the word of God into my life at a young, early age. And he also, you know, was involved in my life and, you know, always had fun with me, made sure that he, he, he raised me up, you know, and taught me in his ways, um, because he's a, he was a great man. Um, so I ended up, you know, gravitating more towards my grandfather especially as I got older and you know be starting to become a man myself um so I would um ask him a lot of questions about the bible I would I was still be in school you know still living that lifestyle I wasn't necessarily sold out for Jesus but right. I, I was more so interested okay um so on that path to you know becoming a man I ended up I, I, I gratefully ended up at Virginia Tech. I only applied to about three colleges, and I don't know how I ended up only applying to three colleges, but mm-hmm. it happened. Yeah, yeah. So, and of the three, I, I can't remember the other two, but Virginia Tech was the one where I received my acceptance letter. Okay. I wasn't so thrilled about going, um, especially when I got on the visit, um, but I realized that it was all a part of God's plan because fast forward now, I am where I am now, and you know, I, my my cousin he ended up coming to to school here also, who I have a great strong relationship with. That's and we dope. Started yeah. a brand called Two Vision, mm-hmm. um, and that's just to inspire many many people who have a vision. All those who have a vision, everybody should have a vision, um, and it's just to motivate you know visionaries to fulfill the vision that God has given them. And also here, I, I was blessed to meet my fiance, my future wife. Oh, congratulations! Um, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, so I realized, you know, in the midst of me not necessarily knowing all that was taking place, that God was still in control, and that He had a great plan for my life. Um, and I've all I, I grew up with five. I have I have I grew up with two sisters, um, two half sisters, um, and then
1: recently I
8: had I have now two more twin sisters and a stepsister. So. I'm an older brother to all five. Wow. That really motivates me to be the man that I am today and to really make sure that I'm leading them in the right way. And also, I, I have many cousins, many family members, young young family members that look up to me. So I kind of feel like I was born into this leadership position as a brother, a cousin, and to, you know, just lead in general.
0: Well, that's amazing because, you know, uh based on you know your parents being so young when, when they had you mm-hmm. typically that's not a recipe for someone who goes on to college and especially wants to motivate others right. and so you know um like you said you attribute a lot of it of course to your parents but then to your grandparents who stepped up and uh, helped out right. That that's amazing that's amazing so what was the premise behind the book uh Desperate for Change so it's
8: so funny um because my so my uncle he he became uh, really a, a great motivation behind me writing this book mm-hmm. because prior to me becoming an author, I became an, I I followed him and became an author because I ended up he ended up becoming my spiritual mentor. Okay, and, and that's a chapter that I talk about in my book too about finding a spiritual mentor. But he basically propelled and accelerated my purpose as a man, and especially in college. I started to ask more questions um, and I started to listen more and I started to realize the people that, you know, God was placing in my life to be able to help me to fulfill my purpose here on this earth. So my uncle, I just would ask him questions and the more I would realize he was just giving freely and, and, you know, giving so selflessly. He didn't, he didn't not give, you know, answers to the questions that I had. Uh, Of course he's my uncle. He's going to help me, but, um, Most people still don't have to do that. Um, yeah. He's uh, he's the author of best-selling book Jesus and Coffee, Dr. Tony Ward. Mm. Um, so I have him to really think for, you know, getting me into the the lane of authorship. Um, but the premise behind my book is for college men. Okay. Because I realize as a college man, as a college man, we don't really have that many resources available to really help equip us on our journey it's and that could even go for college women also um so it's really i realized the importance of you know having a community while you're in college of having you know the right tools and the resources to be able to further you in and many people when they go to college most of us we don't know our purpose when we come to college Mm -hmm. so those are that was a question that i had yeah and honestly I had an identity crisis that I went through um, while in college. I would be going back and forth. I would still be trying to, you know, be in the word and do godly things, but I still wasn't living right at the same time. Um, You know, got into drugs, girls, Mm -hmm. all this, all this, all the things that, you know, people can get into. um, And I realized that I was being, becoming distracted. Um, So once I realized that I, I got tired of the life, you know, Something in me just got tired of of being unfulfilled, of not feeling like I was doing what I was meant to do here on this earth. So in my book, I talk, you know, a a lot about my experiences that I went through. um, And the basis of it is to, you know, empower young men, college men to be able to continue to press forward despite the difficult challenges that they face in order to unlock their purpose, potential, vision, and the leader within. Most definitely. And I think
0: that's important because I remember when I was going off to college, my mother Mm -hmm. told me most people you meet, well, half the people you meet your freshman year first semester will not be back second semester. Because for a lot of people, it's their first time living on their own. You know what I mean? Not really having any, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a curfew or whatever. I mean, they have rules at school, but you know what I mean? You're more on your own. And so a lot of people just go crazy. And I remember I saw it, you know, I saw it. My um, when I was in school. So, uh, what was it? Uh, you said it was something within you that knew that you weren't living um the way you grew up, and, and you know what your um, heart was telling you. What what was the changing point for you?
8: Uh, and that's that's a great question, and also one that I feel like isn't answered with just one event. I feel like it was a, a build-up, yeah, of several events. You know, that occurred in my life. And, um, I, I, you know, as I said, I was getting involved in drugs. I was getting involved in, with women, um, a party scene, um, mm-hmm. just not really knowing what God has put inside of me and gifted me to be able to do. Right. Um, that really created, i I say, a void within me. Um, and I would be, I would just be feeling like, why am I even here? College didn't really feel like, you know, the experience that I was really supposed to be, you know, experiencing. Yeah. Um, but I it was it was really a culmination of just several events happening. And ultimately, I just want to, you know, it came a point where I just wanted to make sure that I was aligned with God's will. Yeah. In my life. So yeah. I, I started getting in the word. I started, you know, go, going more to church and, you know, Staying surrounded by those who who were also you know focused on discovering who they were and getting on that path really propelled me into you know my destiny into discovering the gifts within me you know being able to write um, being able to you know do music and things of these of mm-hmm. that much.
0: Mm-hmm. What have what have uh, what's the feedback you've gotten from the book so far?
8: So I I really I've gotten a lot of feedback from women Um, okay because i realized from this book that a lot of women feel like their their sons or their nephews or their you know a a loved one that they have that's a man that goes to college really needs this book yeah and 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 it was a blessing because my grandmother she actually um bought a copy and her she was telling her friends about you know that i wrote a book for college men um, but she was like, before I send it out, I need to make sure that you know this is a, this is a good book. I don't mm-hmm. want to just be sending them anything. Right. So she was reading it, starting reading, starting to read it, and she would send me like daily updates about how it was blessing her, blessing her, and how it was you know great points that I made in the book. Um, and then you know she felt um really inclined to send it out to her friends. So I've been getting a lot more feedback from elder women. Yeah. Um, who you know have have young men in college. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Uh, That's
8: a great question. Honestly, I I feel like eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard. Yeah. um, I I, I feel like I have an idea for, you know, I want to, I really look up to a guy named Dr. Miles Monroe. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Mm -mm. Um, and also a guy that I recently discovered, his name is Myron Golden. Okay. Um, and they're really, Dr. Miles Monroe, he passed away, unfortunately, in a plane crash, but he was a pastor of Bahamas International Church. Okay. Um, but the way that he explained the kingdom of God was so profound that I never heard it taught in such a way that he's taught it and he really helped me to understand the Bible in such a great way that I never experienced before. I feel like he's unraveled so many mysteries and secrets within the Bible that was placed in the proper context. Um, Because I feel like often, you know, it's easy to really, you know, just pull scripture from the Bible. Yeah. But it's not every day you can find somebody who really interprets it correctly. Exactly. And and, um, I found a guy named, um, Myron golden recently, and he does basically the same thing, but he's more involved in business he teaches on entrepreneurship and why you know he believes that God has called us to be entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and why you know that will be important for our success in America today and today. yeah yep i I hope to see myself you know doing more speaking engagements um and traveling the world to be able to share the gospel with you know those who need it. Yeah, and, and yeah. From there, I, I hope to also be writing more books. You know, getting more involved with music, um, and also, you know, continuing and furthering my closing line with my cousin. Oh, nice, nice, nice.
0: Well, I can thanks, tell thanks. you that at 22, I'm extremely impressed by you. Um, are you proud of yourself? I, I,
8: I say that I say that I am, but it's it's more from hearing. My family and those my loved ones say that they're proud of me. Yeah. Um Because yeah. I, it's not that I seek, you know, validation from man. Right. But I, I definitely want to make my parents and my family proud of what I'm doing here on this earth, and I want to, you know, just make sure that I'm doing all that I need to be doing. So, I would mm. say, in that sense, I am. But I'm, I'm also known to be a little hard on myself because my mom, we, she, yeah, she jokes around with me. She tells me, love yourself. You know, give yourself some grace. You do. I'm just really thankful for those people who, you know, keep me grounded. Keep you grounded, yeah. Yeah. Seems like you have a great uh,
0: network of people around you, you know, your family and uh, those your leaders. So that's amazing. The book's called Desperate for Change. Where can we get it?
8: So it can be gotten on Amazon. All you got to do is type in desperate for change and my name Maurice, they, Maurice Smith. Um, and you'll be able to find it there. I have a Kindle version, which is um, a little bit cheaper okay. for those who may not be able to afford it. And I also have a paperback if you know you prefer paperback also. So it can be found on Amazon.
0: Right, that's dope. Well, tell, tell everyone where they can keep up with
8: you and what you have going on and, you know, just so we can stay in touch. Definitely, definitely. So yeah. You feel free to follow me on social media at the Vision one on all social media networks except LinkedIn. Um, T-H-E-Vision, V-I-S-I-O-N-E-D, 1-O-N-E. O-N-E. And you can keep up with me and stay updated with what I got going on. And I just hope that I can be a blessing to y'all. No, I am sure,
0: I know you are. I know you definitely are. And we'll continue. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> All right, Smith, mm-hmm. man, I, I thank you so much for taking uh, time out your schedule and for joining us tonight. And I wish you nothing but continued success. Keep doing your thing. I'm, I'm very thank honored to have been able to interview tonight.
8: Likewise, thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. and I hope we can connect more on a on a deeper level. Most thank definitely, most definitely. I look forward to it. Well,
0: listen, very I think. That you're doing. Yeah, you too. You too for sure. You too. I'm gonna check out the book. I'm not college, I'm not college anymore, but still, I still think there are lessons that you can learn, Um, but yeah, again, our thanks goes to Maurice Smith, the book is called Desperate for Change, go get it on Amazon right now, and we're right back after this.
7: If I had one
11: bullet left, would it be for you or be for me? I don't know who's more to blame, leaving me in all this misery. I guess I took you for granted, till you finally up and had it. Oh, I guess I took you for granted, till you finally up and had it. If I had one minute left I'd kiss you 50 seconds of the time The last ten I'd say I'm sorry And kiss you once more right before I close my eyes Took you for granted Till you finally up and at it oh, I guess I took you for granted Till you finally up and had it you for granted till you finally up in that shouldn't have took you for granted
2: Let's take another great look, great mood Got me feeling in a great mood, great mood Yeah, those all in yeah. a great mood, Yeah, great mood Yes, yeah. I can't feel my face, that's phase uh. two, phase two Uh, okay, life of the party getting loose with a tan She a sucker for the wine and his juice in the jam Where's P.O.T., cause you're usually with him And I flex on these like I moved in the gym She came through, her crew tagged alone It's going down like it's after Prime You heard me, that equals street. Either that or my math is wrong She ride me till the taxi comes Until the point that I go numb And that is so dumb You would have thought that I the Blonde Then I'm leaving money Here's the reason No sleeping key Women feeding in a hotel Year round that's four seasons Four seasons. You ain't ballin' You a rookie got a playin' hookie, Now you off Got the lush of buzzin' Woody When you found out where her pics are But I do know one thing now they come and go, Hey girl you know your are get new, take loose, let's, let's take, take another go. great loot, great loot, got me feeling in a great mood, great mood, all the models on that great goose, great goose, I can't feel my face. that's phase two, phase two, let's take another great loot, great loot, got me feeling in a great mood, great mood, models all Through my face, that's face two, face two. Girl, I'm, I'm faded. faded, girl, I'm faded. I'm, faded. I'm faded. Just took another loot, it's so amazing. so amazing, so amazing. Sorry if I'm rude, I'm famous, nah nah. nah, 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 nah. This conversation, I don't know what I'm saying, nah nah. Every night is a model one actress She coming home cause you know what the status She coming king had a fling in the palace Then give her the beds on my mattress And she know these other th- just practice I'm the greatest beat it up like Cassius. From a Willie made a movie called a blackfish Every time we do it is a classic Kid a turn the bed to a casket you funny if you think the song average Wait a minute, did you think the song average?
6: Wait a minute, did you think the song average?
2: Did you say, wait, I ain't trying to hate But the song sound like replacement, girl I said it's cool, guess who likes it more? Who? you're a replacement, girl You're a replacement, girl You're a replacement, girl. Girl. girl Let's take another
6: Quaalude Quaalude Got me feeling in great mood Great mood All the models on that great goose Great goose I can't do my face, that's phase two, phase two Let's take another great move, great move Got me drilling in a great mood, great mood Models all on a great goose, great goose I can't do my face, that's phase two, phase two
0: Welcome back to the Stephen I show, Chike Evans. You're holding down Movie View solo tonight. No, I'm not. You right here with me, brother.
5: Uh, you're right, I'm here, I'm here.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
5: well before I get started, I just wanna uh shout out a big happy born day to uh Miss Kathy Hughes. Oh who yes is the urban media maven. She is T V One. Yep. Uh founder of uh T V One, Radio One. Um, a big inspiration. Yeah. Uh, she is a great positive force in media. The first African-American woman to actually have traded um, in a public company. So shout out to Miss Miss Hughes. Um, I've had an opportunity to be in her company a few times. She's such a wonderful woman, and I always wind up learning things from her when I do talk to her. So be blessed and have a happy birthday. Happy birthday, for sure, for sure. So, I saw two films, uh, one was a theatrical release, uh, The Curse of La La Llorna. I'm saying that right, The double L is you get the Y sound in the Spanish um, alphabet. The Curse of La La Llorna is basically part of the insidious Conjuring and Annabelle family. And the story is about uh, a young woman who marries a very handsome and wealthy man, um, in a Hispanic country and they, they're they married for quite some time and she has some children and he winds up betraying her by um, having an affair with a younger woman. Hmm. And in order to pay him back or to get revenge she takes away what he holds dear and it's his two children that she bore for him. And after she drowns the children she realizes what she has done after her fit of rage and she winds up taking her own life oh wow so in the future she winds up haunting children uh in search of her own but she winds up haunting them and taking their lives and once she imprints on the children and she attaches herself to your family she's there until she actually takes their life So this follows the the story of one particular family that, um, the spirit of La La Yorna, Yorna, excuse me, I keep saying it wrong. She, uh, follows her as she takes, uh, tries to take their life. Um, this movie actually, I thought it to be an original. You know how I am about uh, stories in Hollywood. Mm
7: -hmm. I found
5: it to be original and it actually made me jump a few times. I thought it was very interesting. Um, for the big screen, maybe not so much, but definitely a good story. Um, we don't get too many good horror movies. It seems like the good ones that we do get are coming from the same uh, nucleus of producers and writers, and that's the Insidious Conjuring Annabelle family. They keep kicking out, except for that nun one. That nun one that came out was, uh-uh, no good.
7: <laughs> that wasn't
5: good. <laughs> but for the most part, their movies are, are really, really good. So I do recommend if you're in the movie for her uh catch it on the Matinee, um yeah. Check it out. Okay. So the next film you and I both saw is Netflix's a homecoming um from Miss Beyonce Carter herself. Yes. And um I put it up there with some of the great musical documentary films like uh madonna's truth or dare michael jackson's this is it uh when janet jackson released rhythm nation you know there are a few mm-hmm. uh few documentaries musical documentaries out there that are of legend and um this holds up i have to agree beyonce did her thing i have to and agree I, not that I'm, I'm walking away from this movie thinking about her differently, but I'm walking away from this movie thinking about her differently.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: In the sense of I always knew she was dynamic. But in any project that any artist puts out, in a musical project, at least someone like me, I'm trying to figure out what is the message. Like, why did you do this, this, this uh, composure of music? What does it mean? When, it, when it's an album mainly what does it mean and um, basically this is the film from Coachella her two nights that she performed at Coachella when she headlined Coachella and she said that she is the first African American woman to have headline Coachella period mm-hmm. and she took that very seriously yes, and she, she did. wanted to make a statement by doing it Mm. Mm-hmm. She just didn't wanna go ahead and perform. She wanted to make a statement. And she goes on to say that she when she was younger she always wanted to go to a historical black college and she always wanted to have the college experience which she never had because she was very successful at a young age. And she says in the film, Destiny's Child and Life was her college. Yeah. That was basically her education.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: So basically what she did was she traveled around to historical black colleges searching for talent, and she devised her own marching band, her own backup singers, her own dancers. Every Everyone that worked on the set of the Coachella performance was from a historical black college. She, she mined her own talent. She created that, and that was her fraternity, that was her sorority. And that's why she's calling it homecoming because homecoming, if anyone knows anything about historical black colleges, homecoming is everything. Yes, I I, I had the pleasure of going to a historical black college, Virginia yeah. Union, uh-huh. in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Union, yeah, in, yeah. Expanded. My parents um, were there. <laughs> yeah, and um homecoming is a big deal it's huge it's a really big deal it's huge and um she called her performance in this movie homecoming because it was a big deal to her right and just to see her behind the scenes and they show her coming back from having the twins and the the, the pregnancy of the twins was oh so my difficult gosh. And she didn't know if she could do it or not and it took her some time eight months to get back to yeah, yeah yeah she rehearsed for eight you months know, yeah the rehearsals and and working. I mean, and, and even sounding defeated a couple times yeah. because she didn't know if she could do it. Uh huh. And it's a lot of work. Yeah. And um, to the point where, how about the part where she said she had three sound stages, one for uh-huh. the dancers, yep. one for the musicians, uh-huh. and then one for Crazy the scene. aesthetics. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Definitely, I I have a newfound respect for Beyonce. I do too, as it relates to her being an artist. I do too, and the thing is this. Like I've never been a
0: huge Beyoncé fan. I've always respected her. I think she's the it girl of our generation. You know, not taking that, none of that from her. But watching this documentary, the fact that she wanted deliberately to have a message, you know, and and you know, you and I both went to HBCU, so we know how huge Homecoming was. And even you know, when mm-hmm. the first when they first announced the documentary, and it was called Homecoming, I didn't think much of it. But when I watched it, it was it was just seeing all that black excellence and. And and the talent, you know, Beyonce's talent in her
5: own, but the dancers and the
0: singers and the... Wait a minute,
5: wait a minute, Stephen, wait, wait, wait. When it opens up and you hear Nina Simone talking, yep. right then and there I knew she was on something different. Yeah. Like, oh wait a minute, yeah. this is something else.
0: Yep, yep. I was I was blown away by it. And you know, again, I'm not a big Beyonce fan. I, I respect her. She's talented to be have, don't attack me. She's talented, she's the one of the best of our generation. But walking away from that documentary, I was like, wow, this woman's incredible because, mm-hmm. you know, she went on the diet. She mentioned because, you know, she was coming off to having the, the difficult pregnancy with her twins and she did no carbs. She did no alcohol. She didn't know uh, meat um, for 60 days.
5: Sixty yeah. days. I couldn't do that. It's a long time. Yeah. Kept saying, I'm
0: hungry. I'm yeah, hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> I felt bad when she was eating that apple. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but um but no, she she is phenomenal and and it, again that definitely uh gave me a new level of respect for her. I, I mean, I was watching, I was like, Wow. I was just so proud. I was proud watching it, especially coming from a uh, HBCU. So uh yeah, could, yes, absolutely
5: and, and, and at the end, there's this uh a small paragraph that basically states in at the very end, she hopes that this contributes to preserving the legacy yeah. of historical black colleges in this country yeah, because in the spirit in which they were created in the first place, we have to honor that
0: yeah and and the reason why they were created is because we couldn't get into regular colleges but uh but right. we, I, I was talking. me and my best friend watched it together. And I said I said, uh, there's only one thing I like about this documentary. I don't see nothing about Virginia State and then you see a quote from someone who went to Virginia State.
4: <laughs>
1: I said, That's all right, Beyonce, you did that.
0: <laughs> but no, I definitely think it was it was it was a great a great uh, documentary. I really do.
5: So I, I highly recommend it. And, and and all actuality, I don't gravitate toward a lot of Beyonce music. Yeah. It's you know, songs here and there, but I'm gonna tell you when you watch this movie, yep. you're going to be dancing when you're seated mm-hmm. because of the because she goes down the timeline of her music. Yeah, and somewhere, somewhere along the line of Beyonce's career, you have danced to at least one or two or three or ten of her songs. she said, fifty or eleven. 50 right, 11. fifty eleven. Right, fifty eleven of her songs. And
4: so um, yeah, and I love, it was, a family, ahead,
0: I love it was a family. I love was a family fair. Jay came out. Kelly and Michelle yeah. Solange came out. You know, it was just, it was a family affair. But you can tell she puts in a lot of, I mean, the work, her work ethic, it's like, she deserves her her status because of how hard she works.
5: Yeah. 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 And um, recently, uh, Janet Jackson was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And that kind of ran across my mind Mm -hmm. um, at some points in this. That definitely is in Beyonce's future. Definitely. Yeah. She oh, will yeah. be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. But I'm gonna say this, this is the last thing I'm gonna say about that movie. Watching Little Blue Ivy, she's gonna be the yeah, one to watch out for. Yeah. Because she is witnessing she
6: all it. of that. She studies her mom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well kudos to Beyonce and, and her team, but she said there was a it was a large um team that helped put the whole event together. So And I was, I was saying how smart she was with this because she got paid $8 million, um, to do the performance, which she probably didn't need, but you can tell she put a lot of money into it. And so, um, not only did she do that, but then I'm sure Netflix got, um, she paid them. I mean, they paid her to, to air it. And then the fact that she, she's selling the, uh, the music as a CD. I said, that's, that's yeah. what you call, that you call uh, business savvy. <laughs> He's a mogul. Yeah. He's a mogul.
5: Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you watch on TV? Uh, Game of Thrones, um, American Gods, uh, Veep. Ooh, what else am I watching? The uh, The Shy. Uh, oh, so many yeah. things on TV right now. So I just found out that you know, one of my favorite shows isn't coming back this year. Insecure. Uh, Insecure. Yeah. And uh, Westworld. Both of them aren't coming back this year. They're taking a hiatus. Yeah. And they will be back in 2020. Um, Issa Rae actually is busy. She's mm-hmm. filming films. Yep. And she is too busy to actually devote time to herself. To her show. <laughs> Right. To herself. show. Um, which I'm okay with. I'm not. In the sense of, if you can, well, <laughs> if you cannot give me one hundred percent. Yeah, that's true. I don't want it. That's like true. I don't want you half assing. That's because true. Insecure is a damn good show. Oh my god. How, however, when it does come back, you right. need to extend them episodes. Yeah. It needs to be like a double season. I agree. I Issa, agree. you hear me, Issa? It needs to be like twenty three episodes, <laughs> and we'll watch it. We'll watch it too. We'll watch it. Too. Yes, we will. We'll watch all twenty three. Yep. Or yeah. give me an insecure movie before the series starts. Oh, Something.
0: man. Yeah. How but, about that? But that's a good problem to have too busy to do your own show. That means your book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm loving 9 11 so, Angela Bassett. That show is so good. That show is so good. I think it's. I
5: have to start watching that see I keep forgetting oh about it. Oh, my gosh.
0: It. Yes. It, it, I just saw a commercial today. I said, oh, yeah, it comes on tonight. <laughs> it's a good show. It's a good show. I love that show. Um,
5: and how many seasons is it now?
0: This is the second season, second season. Okay,
5: it's really okay, okay, good. Okay.
0: It's really good. So I can catch up. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. So did you watch Game of Thrones at all?
0: I don't watch it. I I, I oh. tried. I remember maybe three years ago I was invited to a watch party, and I went to the watch okay. party and I fell asleep before the show even came on. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but everybody says it's great. I just, I it's just, I hadn't gotten into it. To it. <laughs>
5: okay, so all of you out there that watch Game of Thrones We all know Next week is going down Uh-oh. I mean, damn The war starts next week This was the cliffhanger And you know, we had what It's been three episodes of the build up You know, we've got to see Got familiar with all of our characters all over again And we're all warmed up And But the horn sounded last night And that's Uh-oh. how it ended Uh-oh. So it's about to go down next, next uh, episode all right um I don't do you watch the shy at all? Shout out to Lena Ways. I
0: don't, but I know it's great. I know it's great. I've heard really yeah, great things yeah. about the shy, and it's we've awesome. had we had uh one of the the um mem- the characters on our show yes, we did the teacher uh-huh, yep,
5: Mr Garcia that's his name yeah he played uh he plays one of the teachers on the show yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely definitely check that out it um it's one of those ones that get in, gets in your spirit. It gets in your soul, kind of yeah. like The Wire did. It gets in your spirit. Check that out. Very, very excellent writing on that. Awesome. And uh, Veep, which is in its last season, that's the political uh, comedy with Julia Louise Dreyfus, who is of Seinfeld fame. Oh, I yeah. Think that show is so smart and it's so brilliant. And it kind of gives you a little glimpse into what's probably going on in... That administration that's in that house right now. Mm
7: -hmm.
5: Check it out. Yeah. Yeah, and American Gods, we're still working on Mr. Orlando Jones, trying to get him on the show. It's just schedule wise, we're working it out. But American Gods is another awesome show. If you can think, um, if you like fantasy and you love uh, creative, colorful characters and excellent writing, definitely check that out. And that's in its second season as well. Check it out. Awesome, awesome. Anything coming down the pipeline? You know what's coming down the pipeline. This Friday, it's all about the Avengers Endgame. Oh, That's yeah. It's the only thing that I can think about right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah.
0: Everyone's talking about that. And
5: just like I said earlier, I went to um, a museum here, and they did a uh, a Marvel exhibit. So it was basically all about Marvel. And this is like a preemptive to the Endgame. It, I just thought it was so brilliant that they did that here in my area and then now I get to see this movie this week. So oh, that's it's two weeks of Marvel stuff. Yeah, and I and I'm thinking that they could not have this Marvel exhibit until after Stan Lee had passed because they had some things there in the exhibit that were basically his, like the first desk that he was drafting on. Oh, okay. Some family photos and some like early sketches of the first Iron Man. Like, it was really, 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 really good. So if it comes to your town, definitely check it out. If you're a Marvel fan, you will not be disappointed. And they had some, um, the real costumes, like the real Panther costume, the real Spider-Man costume. And a lot of people were like, oh, it's not real, it's not real. And then I went up to, the like, the case, and I started really examining the outfits. And I'm like, uh-uh. You can tell someone had this on. If you just really look at it, it looks worn. Oh, wow. So, like, this is not just something made for this exhibit. You can tell that it's been on a body and they've used it. Definitely check it out.
0: Yeah, most definitely. All right. Anything else?
5: Oh, that's it for me.
0: All right, Chick Well, as always, thank you for letting us know what to spend our money on, what not to. Hope you have a great week and talk again next uh, Monday. All right. All right. Right back after this.
1: She likes to read books on philosophy She only eats at small cafes She questions every single part of me She makes me better every day It's not the way she styles her hair Or the design of clothes she wears Her silhouette's one of a kind But most of all, she's got a beautiful mind She's got a beautiful mind She's got a beautiful mind So many girls I see are wild and lovable but I'm looking for my queen, my Claire hugs the ball The black American dream, it sounds so wonderful The only thing I need, my Claire hugs the ball My Claire, Claire, my Claire hugs the ball My Claire, Claire, my Claire hugs We'll be in a brownstone and be gay Steve and Coltrane I know that she out there for me Oh yeah Have us a few kids One day a couple of Lisa Bone names I know that she out there for me Oh yeah So many girls I see Are wild and lovable But I'm looking for my queen My Claire Huxley Black American Sounds so wonderful. Only thing I need is my clear, comfortable, my clear, clear, my clear, comfortable. Train. I know that she out there, fault me, my Claire Hubster. have us a few kids, one day a couple of Lisa, a boat I know that she out there, fault me, my Claire Hubster. So many girls I see are wild and lovable, but I'm looking for my queen, my Claire the ball. The Black American dream sounds so wonderful. Only thing I need, my clear hugs to pull.
5: What's up, y'all? It's your main man, Changa Lang, representing. And right now, I'm hanging out with my folks, and you're listening to the Stephen Knight Show, right here, right there. However,
9: you want to do it. Let's go.
0: Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Aaron Cosby, how's it going? Stephen Knight, Stephen Knight, Stephen Knight.
9: What's up, brother?
0: Happy post Easter. Right, post Easter.
9: Yeah. Did yeah. you did you do anything yeah. for Easter? Um. I, it was very somber. I just had a very just chill, relaxing, calm, spirit, spirited um, Easter. That's good.
0: That's
7: good. Yeah. yeah.
9: What about you?
0: My Easter was chill. I um, actually did watch T.D. Jakes um, yesterday morning and then just chilled out. Didn't do too much. Can't complain. Okay.
8: What about food?
0: Food, I had pizza. (laughs) I had been craving pizza and I had pizza. I had some friends over, so we ordered some pizza.
9: That's it. So, you have collard greens, nope, macaroni and cheese, nope, and black eyed peas, nope, and cornbread.
0: I had meat lovers, or chicken. I had meat lovers, uh, pizza from Papa John's. (laughs) My first choice was closed. (laughs) <laughs> what
9: was your first choice?
0: Is this place called Milano? Milano's Pizza. It's um. That good. Yeah, it's really good. But yeah.
9: So you and be be honest, not that you're not honest,
2: but I'm just you
9: know, be right up front. Did you eat the entire pizza?
0: No, I had three slices actually, and I actually oh, gave what? it gave them because I ordered two pizzas and I gave. The second away because I went to temptation in my house, but I just I had a craving for some pizza, so I got it and then I gave it away.
9: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, I've I've had those moments where I've, I've ate an entire. Oh, I have
0: too. Absolutely, yeah. And Absolutely.
7: I'm still slim,
9: so hey. All right. Thank you, jeans. I got good. To thank
0: Thank you, Lord. You know. Exactly. Right.
9: Hey, Amen. But I would not recommend that. No, I recommend no. People doing that—that's like once every now and then, and still even that eating eating an entire pizza and one sitting is, um <laughs> yeah, it's a bit much. But I've done
0: it. I've yeah, done it. I've definitely done it.
9: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, you, you want to talk about some sports real quick? Let's talk about some sports. Uh, okay. Um. The N- the NBA playoffs, as we know, is mm-hmm. Um. Some some teams are winning, some
0: teams aren't. You know, I read this is the first time since 2005 a LeBron James led team is not uh, the front runner in the playoffs. Isn't that crazy? It feels weird, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
9: Like LeBron is not in the playoffs. Like That's so. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like, yeah. What do we do? Like, what's going on? Like, it's, and and I think that's partly why, to me, it feels, it's not hype this year. Like Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of, it's kind of dry. Yeah. Watered down. Like, it it doesn't feel, it feels off.
6: Right, right, right. So
9: what I'm going to need Broad to do is go on to the front office of, of the Lakers. I, I need him to just go ahead this summer, get it together, talk, talk to the folks, let them know, okay, this is who I need to be on the squad, to bring <laughs> them in, quit BSing, because this is silly that the Lakers are not in the play. I mean, what <laughs> – <yeah.
7: laughs> Right. <laughs> yes, yeah,
9: exactly. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right. So, if they need to get rid of some um, players that's currently on the roster, which I actually see that happening, definitely. Yeah. Do it, Clean house. Clean house. Clean house. Clean house.
7: All right. And that
9: means, oh boy, which some people like, some people don't. I don't. I don't dislike him. I mean, personally, he's probably a cool dude, but. He was just to me just very inconsistent. And I'm talking about of course
5: ball. Oh, okay.
9: He, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Or, you say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, not really, but you say he's inconsistent, how so?
9: Just Okay. One game he'll he'll give you a double double almost. He'll, show double, up. Double. Mm-hmm. he'll yeah, he's 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 balling well, you know, he's 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 doing well. The next maybe two or three games, bricks.
7: Right. (laughs)
5: It's not consistent. Exactly.
9: Three point. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just not for all of the hype. To me, it's just not. It's, it's not working. Mm -hmm. It's just not working. And I actually, from a marketing and a money aspect of it, it was brilliant on his. On his dad's part Mm -hmm. to actually over you know to to really hype his son and and of course as a parent you're going to hype hype your child I mean of course yeah I shouldn't say hype your child you are going to be your child's biggest cheerleader yeah as you should as a parent absolutely I'm not you know that's of course it's just that when it becomes a detriment to your child mm-hmm. and they have to live up to those expectations and that hype and they might not be able to All right perform at that level over like, yeah be, yeah yeah you know like then it's it's on it's on your um your own child because he's the one that people are are, are looking at now because daddy ball's not out there you know trying to Make a um a um a um jump shot, right? He's in the bleachers talking crap. Uh
7: crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
9: you know it's like yo, like anyway. Okay, I I would give him one more season. Is it possibly, possibly (laughs) give him give him one more season? But brother, if like a month into the season. If you have not
7: if, mm,
0: been consistent, I mean, yeah.
9: If if you are not balling, and that's another thing, your last name ball.
8: Right. Ball,
9: like balling, you should be balling. If you are not balling, then ball, you got to give up the ball.
6: Mm-hmm, yeah.
9: And, yeah, you got to go. We going to bench you. Well, nah. We ain't going to miss you. We'll just try to trade you. And hopefully we can get something of value for you Because guys. Well, they're, they're,
0: say, they're saying that he says that he thinks that the uh, team chemistry um, is better, will improve better now. since uh, Davis is gone. Okay. Mm-hmm.
7: Okay, well,
9: you know what? We will see. Right. That? And that's what I'm saying, no, let's let's give him next season yeah and see was kind of weird this past season it was you know it was a lot of a lot going on a lot of craziness. yeah it was a lot going on, yeah so maybe this time he can kind of just... but also if he can, I would like for for him to be able to separate his father from his manager agent. It's like I really need his dad to just be My dad, mad.
6: yeah, yeah.
9: And stay out of my, not my, stay out of his affairs and all that. Just dad, just, I, bruh, I love you, dude. You are my pops, you know, all that. But just be my dad. Just hype me, support me, but just take it down. I right. Know, just chill, you know, just chill. Yeah. And if, if, if pops can um, do that and, and he has a good season, next season to hate it's all good if not then like I said you got to go
7: right yeah, yeah. um
9: have you heard about the NBA situation
0: what NBA situation
9: you like oh shoot Like damn what happened um, <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good
9: thing it's a good thing it's a good thing uh, you are. you sounded scared like
7: oh is, <laughs> I'm like <all> is, <laughs> is, is it, is it is it over? They're like, <laughs> they're, like, the, they're like, the league go bankrupt? I'm like, right. I'm like, nah. Okay, right.
9: <laughs> <laughs> nah. So, what happens is, is that they, the, um, they signed a multi-year part, partnership deal with C, with CBS Sports. Hmm. Yeah. And so, with that, 40, 40 games will be broadcasted on CBS Sports. This this season. That's a good look. So, so yeah, which is a good look. Which, yeah, it's a very good look, very good look. So WNBA, I'm excited. More people will be able to um, actually watch these games. These are these are good games. I will say for the most part. Okay, so let me kind of cut you a little bit. Okay, let me you. Kind of okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta keep it real. A lot of the games. There are some bad games. I, I we gotta just keep there are some really bad games. But mm-hmm. there but there are some really really good games also. And um and they they need this as a league. They definitely needed this. So hey props, W NBA it's it's on y'all now to go out there and ball and put out a, a product. Y'all need to put out a great product real, like, y'all need to step it up now. Come on, step it up. Step it up. Hmm. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, i mean, for real. Oh, right. right step it up. Show out. Show out.
0: Yeah.
7: That's
9: it. That's all I got. That's our basketball. Let's see what else can I talk about. You got to talk about
0: Russell Wilson.
9: I was going to say, should I? Should
6: yeah. I should, should I talk about
9: the rich man? Yeah. The ball, the ball? I mean,
6: money, ching-ching. Yeah. Uh-huh.
7: Cruz McDuck
9: just, just swimming in it.
6: Swimming
7: in
9: it. <laughs> I mean okay. Before I talk about him, let's talk about his wife, Sierra Girl, you
7: secured the mother. <laughs> bag. You got the bag.
9: Oh my gosh.
0: hundred and forty million dollar contract. You
9: need to write a book on how you secure a bag for these ladies out here. <laughs> <laughs> like man like she oh, yeah, man hey but uh, okay straight up bro. Russell man thanks for just being a good cool dude like Russell yeah. is just one of those really genuinely cool dudes that some folks want want to say is corny he's not corny he's he's not a corny dude All right I mean, he's 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 just himself he's just a cool dude and he's not trying to be something that he's not he's not trying to be gangster. he's not trying to be a thug.
0: right he's, he's being brother. himself right
9: he's being himself and he is winning mm-hmm so, yep oh yeah I'm I'm all for it yeah yes yes thank you. yeah bruh Russell do it brother do it now you got the ball though I'm just saying cause now yeah now, show and prove now, now right you, now you money bag uh-huh if anything goes wrong with the Seahawks next season, it's all going to be Russell's fault. Yeah, it's your fault. Yeah, it's your, fault. It's your fault. Yeah. So, but definitely well deserved. Yeah, them.
0: congratulations. I,
9: I didn't see it coming though. I was I was surprised. Now, what did you think about them doing that? That whole the video camera with them in the bed. I personally, I didn't like that myself. So I, no, no. I should say I didn't like it. it it came off a little odd to me. It, to me. It yeah. Came off, but
0: that's know? them, though. That's them, though. You yeah. know what I mean? It's
9: a little... Yeah. It, I... It, 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 you know what? It, to me, it, it came off forced.
7: Uh-huh. It came
9: off like it was just, like, let's just do this because it'll look cool. That's... Well, see, that's the corny. Okay, that got it, bam. Okay. That was corny. That,
6: to me, was corny. Right, yeah.
9: Would
7: you agree? Like, that's
0: corny. I mean, but that's them. And, you know, we live in this day and age now where everything's public. I mean, and and it was going to be out there the next day anyway. You know, not necessarily the video, but the news. Yeah. And they weren't bragging about the money. They were just they were just announcing that they were staying, Um, you know, the Seahawks. But, um...
5: I'm
9: like, are y'all about to do, like, a little... Like, like, a little... Hub video, like something for like um, for the gram or oh, yeah, something, extra. like what, what's like for it. Like, she said they went to bed after
0: they posted that. <laughs> I,
9: bet they uh-huh. I bet they
7: did,
9: I bet they did. I bet they had a good, good night's sleep, bro.
6: <laughs> but yeah,
9: yes, baby Russell. The next baby's gonna be. Hear me out now, y'all heard there first. Sierra will be pushing out, popping out baby Russell number three. I guess no, no. cause baby. Anyway, that's Russell's baby too. Yeah. Yeah. Russell, they all together. She'll be pushing out baby Wilson number three in the next nine to twelve months. You heard it here first.
10: <laughs>
9: I say nine
7: months.
9: That baby was conceived that night. Baby was
7: conceived <laughs> that
9: night. Hear me? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's all I got, man, sports. Like, I'm here. Yeah, that's, that's all I got. I am getting ready for the, Wa- the Washington um, Capitals and the Carolina Hurricanes, Game 6, Stanley Cup playoffs. Okay. Um, it is 3-2 Washington lead. They're back in Raleigh for Game 6. It's coming on tonight. And I got a um, – I gotta watch this game, man. Like I told you, I'm into hockey. You now. Like I'm, I'm, That's good. I'm into it. Yeah,
0: you I mean, used to not be into it, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm
9: I'm kinda feeling this. So we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully
7: there will be a, a game seven. Yeah. we see
0: what happens. Most definitely.
7: Yeah.
0: All right. Well everyone as always, thank you for keeping us in the know and hope you have a great rest of your week. And talk to you soon.
6: All right. Sounds good, brother. All right, right back
0: up to this.
12: was real but I couldn't tell no hey mama I guess I thought that my moving image would one day learn how to be still but that wasn't
3: Smith Parker, and you're listening to
0: the Stephen Knight Show. Well, that's our show. I want to thank Maurice Smith for joining us again. His book is called Desperate for Change. Definitely pick it up. This is something that will motivate and inspire, especially young men and women uh, who are going into school. You definitely want to uh, have a firsthand account of what to avoid and you know how to stay on the right track. But we hope you all have a great week, and we'll talk again next Monday. Peace and good night.
1: Everything's gonna be alright. And when we get there, I'ma see a pretty, pretty, pretty young thing. I'ma ask her to take my hand into to the floor, and we gon' dance. And when we get there, just believe we're gonna do a two-step. Ain't no drama here, so don't stress. Step to the right.